When you talk about change, you know, there's a lot of parishioners that push back against certain sure. changes. You know, you you mentioned last night about your bishop saying no to a perpetual adoration yes, yes, chapel. Yes, yes. You know, and so we tend to have some pushback when things change. Sure. Around our area, especially these hard-headed Germans. Well, you know? of course, uh, I'm an Irish German, worst of all. <laughs> so, uh, what advice would you give to our priests and our diocese whenever they do get pushback from the parishioners on changes that would? I think benefit I, the I always think, who are you listening to? You got to be listening to Jesus. Now, again, the way I do things in my parish is, as long as the church allows it, I allow it. So. When I talk about, like, again, I talked about the three, uh, the three things that people have to go through. To, uh, and you can go on my website at St. Joseph Church Bread of Life Community and see the three classes. And so what's it mean to, uh, for Jesus Lord? What does it mean to worship and what's it mean to serve? And so when it comes to worship, like we'll have, and again, we just went down to two masses uh, because I'm the only priest there now. But we had four. We had a youth mass. They would have drums and synthesizers and contemporary worship and different things. We have another mass that would be like more of the Latin thing. It wasn't a Latin mass, but we'd have we and we still have this traditional uh, different things. And uh, we have uh, uh, a kid, a children's mass. So I always, I tell people when they come to the church, you can come to any mass that you feel called to. That this is the way you worship because. People worship in different ways, and the church allows it. As long as it's okay with the church, it's okay with me. But I say, you're forbidden to judge other people who don't worship the way you do. Mm -hmm. So if you like a more traditional mass, go to the traditional mass. But you can't say those nuts that have the drum and synthesizer at the youth mass, they're not of God. Because, you again, you have inserted sin into the center of mass by your judging somebody. And so I says, so what... I think that we have to make accommodations. But as long, what happens is, is some people say, this is the way it is, and this is the way everybody should do it. Like, this, uh, sure. uh, Our Lady, or no, this saint says no one should receive communion in the hand. Well, I don't care what the saint says. What does the church say? Right. You know, well, well ah! The church is the only thing we follow. Now, if you want to receive communion in the tongue, God bless you, do it. But don't judge everyone else who doesn't that aren't like you. Because now again, you're inserting sin because you think you're the creator of the universe. That's not your call. And a saint is not infallible. You know, so it doesn't matter. Well, Our Lady said at this, uh, uh, this uh, apparition. Well, again, it's not the teaching of the church. Do you realize, and I always tell people, you can be a good Catholic and not believe in Fatima, Lord, any of them. None of that's necessary for salvation. Right. Well, it, you have to believe that. Uh, no, you don't. That's not the official teaching of church. Mm -hmm. So it's when the problem becomes that we take something that we want to do because the Lord's calling us. And we're saying, because I want to do it, everybody else wants to do right. it. So for the priests, the priests have to make sure in their prayer that they're listening to God. Right. And they're doing what God wants. Because again, I, I always tell my people, uh, you can share with me whatever you want, but I'm always going to seek God first. You know, so someone wanted me to hire him for something. I says, I'll pray about it. I said, that's all I can do is promise you is I'll pray about it. So they came back to me. I says, I don't have peace about this. And I'm not going to do anything until I have peace about it. Because that's how God speaks to us. So if I'm listening to God... If people want to go this way or not go this way, it doesn't matter because I only have one person I please, Almighty God. Mm -hmm. And so some people might think, well, this is a more reverent way of doing things. Well, it might be, but it's not for everybody. Right. And you can't get there and tell them that uh, like people like to wear those 
pasty the things anymore, yeah. the veil. Yeah. And uh, I say, you're most welcome to do that. But if I ever hear you say something about the people that don't, I'm going to ask you to leave. Yeah. Because now you're saying your way is the only way, and it doesn't matter what the church says. So right. you're setting up your own magisterium. So those are the type of things that drive me yeah. insane, and everybody does it. You know, sure. like our, our parish was a charismatic community, so they were saying, everybody needs to go life in the spirit seminar. I says, no, everybody doesn't have to go through life. So every, we all get into our own little corner, yeah. and they'll say, like, or Father, you need to preach more um, against abortion. And I say, all you have to do is go and put Father Larry Richards and enough. And you'll hear the strongest abortion homily you could ever hear in your life. And I says, but the Lord doesn't call me to speak on this every week. You might want it to be spoken on. And it's a good thing and a truthful thing. But I'm more concerned about this. Or I used to have a priest in my parish, good, good man. But his whole thing was uh, souls in purgatory. We have to pray for the souls in purgatory. So he started this thing in the souls in purgatory. And he always got on my case. I said, I pray every day for the poor souls in purgatory. But everyone that's in purgatory is going to go to heaven. Right. I want to get this people who are going to hell, yeah. you know, right. and save them from damnation. To sure. me, that's a bigger reality. Sure. Right. But no, 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 it's poor souls in purgatory. So we all get into our little corners and say, sure. this is what it is. And if we're really listening to God, all of us, we realize that in the body of Christ, everybody has their part. Yeah. Right. And we're not all called to be a nose. We're not all called to be a leg. We're not all called to be an ear, as Paul tells us in Corinthians. But every part has its thing. Mm-hmm. So in the church, to have something that deals with young people, to have something to deal with the more conservative, to have something, and to say, you're all part of the body of Christ. Yeah. And together, yeah. we make up Jesus. But when you say, this is the way and only this way, you're now separating yourself from Christ because you're no longer part right. of the body you want to be an ear by yourself or whatever it is. So that's the... And again, it's all about the relationship. So you're, sure. you're at a certain point in your relationship with Christ that says this, sure. for example, t- receiving on the tongue. This is more reverent. That's your relationship with him. But the person that doesn't, they're not there yet. No. You know? I, I, again, I have no... no re- and they might ever be there. And that's ever. okay. Yeah. If that's the thing, but don't sit... The, again... What's uh, according to the, the, the teaching of the, uh, the scriptures, especially James, you know, what's more holy, if you will, your hand or your tongue? Yeah. Our tongue is where we do most of our sinning, yeah. you know, and so when we do that and uh, that's OK. But again, that ain't the way they did it in the early church. It was a right. development that came way later and because of reverence and that. So sure. reverence that is important. Yeah. But again, I always say God's looking at your heart. Yeah. You know, like last night when I was with the, when I was talking to you guys and I talked about when I was in with the, the sisters of uh, Mother Teresa's sisters. Let's continue on with that story, if you will. I, we're in the middle of Mass. They pick on me, the people of joy. And, uh, but then we go on to consecration. And as we go on consecration, you know, Father Nick holds up the Blessed Sacrament and says, this is my body, or this is my body, and holds up Jesus. Well, these nuns were kneeling fall on their faces before God. Yeah. And so I often tell people, we need to be falling on our faces before God. It doesn't have to be physical, because we can't in most churches, but it must be spiritual that I am going to fall on my face and I'm going to just fall on my heart before you. So if I'm doing that to God, I surely, heck, cannot be looking at what other people are doing. Yeah. 
because mm. I'm just looking at Jesus. But if I'm looking at these other ones, they don't receive communion the way I do. Oh, you're filled with pride. You're probably going to go to hell even if you receive every day that way because it's all about you judging other people. Yeah. And, I, and again, so like at, uh, after communion at my place, I always tell people to sit down, close their eyes. And I says, if God calls you to sit down, if God calls you to kneel, then kneel. But only do what Jesus tells you to do, mm. not what you want to do. And mm. people are always like, well, of course Jesus wants me to do this. Did you ask him? Mm. Have yeah. you heard him tell you that? As he said, my son, this is how I want you to receive me. And if he did, then you do it. You don't care whatever I say. Who the hell cares what Father Larry says? Mm. If Jesus tells you something, but it makes sure it's coming from Jesus and not from some seer and not from some uh, apparition, that this comes from Jesus to you in your prayer life. And then you can do that. But again, remember, it comes down to, remember after the resurrection, Jesus is walking with Peter. And uh, the two of them, see St. John the Evangelist over there. And Peter says, what about him? And um, yeah. Peter, Jesus looks at him and says, what, what business of that is yours? Yeah. Your job is to follow me. Yeah. And so Jesus put Peter, the first pope, in his place because he was looking about how other people followed him. And that isn't what God wants of us. He wants us to look at how he calls us to follow him. And the reality is he calls us all differently. Yeah. And so I can't be sitting there saying, you got to do it this way. Yeah. Again, even when we do all this stuff, like I'm not an organ person. I don't like organ. I like uh, uh, guitar and piano. I just, that's, that helps me worship better. Sure. And I like more uh, modern worship where you just get lost in praising God. And, uh, but, I don't, we used to have two organ masses because it doesn't matter that that's what I like. Right. Other people like organ. Right. Well, God bless you then. We're going to have an organ mass for you. I don't mm -hmm. push my opinion on everybody else. And even I'm the pastor. Right. But my job as a pastor isn't for everybody to worship the way I want them to worship. Mm -hmm. It's to get them to heaven and to do God's will. And so he calls each person in different ways to worship. You know, if you like the Latin mass, God bless you. But don't judge the people who don't like the Latin mass. Don't say it's the only way because it's not. Right. If you like this, oh, and, and there's people that spent their whole life anymore on the internet just yeah. combating people that don't see things their way. Yeah. Well, it's a waste of time. It's it's a, waste and it's not life. of God because you're not bringing people to Jesus Christ. You're dividing the body. You are, you are doing the exact opposite of what Jesus Christ asked you to do. He prayed right before he died, Father, may they be one. And every time you go and you start yelling and screaming that people don't worship you, you're dividing the body of Christ. You are sinning explicitly. Oh, Father, I hate you. Oh, join the crowd. Mm. You know? <laughs> and that's the devil's tactic to divide. It is. He wants to divide us. Divide exactly. We do not have to agree on everything. We do right. not have to worship the same. But we all must love one another. Because Jesus said, all people know you're my disciples because if you love one another. So if we're, and again, even when he talks about that, he says, love your enemies. Yeah. I love Dorothy Day. You know Dorothy Day. Mm -hmm. And she, I hope she gets canonized one day. Yeah. But if she gets canonized, I hope they, they make a statue because there's a picture of her well, before her conversion where she's giving the finger to somebody. And I says, <laughs> could you imagine that statue wow. of Dorothy Day there? Is that bad? But that's a truthful statue. I know. It will never happen. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah. It's, it's exactly, the, this Maybe is Dorothy. in motion. Yeah, <laughs> this is Dorothy. So, of course, she came to a deeper conversion, so uh, she wasn't like that. But she had a saying that says, we love God as much as the person we like the least. Mm. 
And so when we go into that and we start thinking of that, who do I like the least? We go there and I tell people, think about it. Who do you like the least? Thinking about them, you have that feeling inside. And yes, well, that's how much you love God. That's not true. They're a great sinner. How dare you? I said, well, Jesus said it too, but he just said it did it different. Whatever you do, the least my brothers or sisters you do to me. And that's not just in the world, the poor, not just, but it's the least on your personal list. So if you have a list of people you love to you can't stand, the least person on your list is Jesus Christ. And that's the way you love God. Mm. And people, again, like, I hate you, Father. I go, this is Jesus talking. This is the, the Gospels yeah. making it real. And I said, so you can't be, and I always say, so if you have a forgiving heart, right? Now, we want people about, you can't go to communion if you're divorced or remarried, or you can't do this if you're in sin. I, God bless you. You are such a strong person. But it also says that we must forgive one another. So if you are a daily mass goer and you refuse to forgive your brother, sister, neighbor, whatever, you are forbidden to go to communion mm -hmm. because you'll bring judgment upon yourself. Yep, right. Well, I don't want to hear that, Father. You know, because I mightn't forgive somebody, but that person's in sexual sin. Yeah, but Jesus said this is worse. Paul said sexual sin for sure. Jesus doesn't deal with that. Hmm. Jesus deals more with unforgiveness, not taking care of the poor. You rarely, rarely does Jesus talk about sexual sin. Security, yeah. But Paul did. And why did Paul do that? Because he was a Pharisee. Hmm. And his Phariseeism still had part. And it was still this back and forth. You know, and I think that sometimes we get, and it's all the word of God, of course, but we forget to see how people have grown. You know, like when I was in ours, I got to be at uh, the tomb of uh, the cure of ours, and I sat at the bottom of his pulpit, and I had a book of his um, uh, homilies. Sermons, yeah. And so, and boy, I'm reading them, and like the one within the first um, paragraph, he said, if you're just here because you uh, don't want to go to, because uh, you don't want to go to hell, you're going to hell, you might as well leave now. If you're here and you don't really care about it, get out now because you're going to hell. And he talked about people going to hell at least five times in the first paragraph yes. of the homily. And I'm thinking, it's true. <laughs> wow. And then I'm sitting there looking more at the life of John Vianney. And it, at the beginning of his priesthood, he didn't feel that he was a good enough preacher. Mm. So he used a homily service. Mm. So that was someone else's homily ah. that he put his own examples in. Now, hmm. as he gets older, he would give these strong penances, very strong to people. I mean, very horrible penances. And then after he gave them the person, <gasps> he says, but wait, do you don't you. do it. I'll do it for yes. you. That's the growth mm. of a saint that it's all about this damnation, da, 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 to I'll do it for you. Why? Because now the St. John Vianney became like Jesus. Mm. Here he was still young. He had not grown into the fullness of his priesthood. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when we read the lives of saints or different things, we get them when they were younger, before yeah. they had the fullness of experience of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so, that, and again, isn't it interesting that God waits for us to die before he judges us? Mm -hmm.